journalists issuing from the Golden Hotel, heavy with the gaiety of despair, and he cursed the Hotel of Dreams in a loud, clear voice. Shut that window, he shouted, so that I don't have to die listening to that racket. And when the old woman servant Hushmat Bibi had fastened the shutters, he relaxed slightly and, summoning up the last reserves of his energy, altered the course of his fatal, delirious flow. Come quickly, Hushmat Bibi ran from the room yelling for the old man's daughters. Your father, she is sending himself to the devil. Mr. Shakil, having dismissed the outside world, had turned the rage of his dying monologue against himself, calling eternal damnation down upon his soul. God knows what got his goat, Hushmat despaired, but he is going in an incorrect way. The widower, had raised his children with the help of Parsi wet nurses, Christian ayahs, and an iron morality that was mostly Muslim, although Chunni used to say that he had been made harder by the sun. The three girls had been kept inside that labyrinthine mansion until his dying day. Virtually uneducated, they were imprisoned in the Zanana wing where they amused each other by inventing private languages and fantasizing about what a man might look like when undressed, Imagining, during their prepubertal years, bizarre genitalia such as holes in the chest into which their own nipples might snugly fit. Because for all we knew in those days, they would remind each other amazedly in later life, fertilization might have been supposed to happen through the breast. This interminable captivity forged between the three sisters a bond of intimacy that would never completely be broken. They spent their evenings seated at a window behind a latticework screen, looking towards the golden dome of the great hotel and swaying to the strains of the enigmatic dance music. And there are rumours that they would indolently explore each other's bodies during the languorous drowsiness of the afternoons and at night would weave occult spells to hasten the moment of their father's demise. But evil tongues will say anything especially about beautiful women who live far away from the denuding eyes of men. What is almost certainly true is that it was during these years, long before the baby scandal, that the three of them, all of whom longed for children with the abstract passion of their virginity, made their secret compact to remain triune, forever bound by the intimacies of their youth, even after the children came. That is to say, they resolved to share the babies. I cannot prove or disprove the foul story that this treaty was written down and signed in the commingled menstrual blood of the isolated trinity and then burned to ashes, being preserved only in the cloisters of their memories. But for twenty years, they would have only one child. His name would be Umar Khayyam. All this happened in the fourteenth century. I'm using the Hegerin calendar, naturally. Don't imagine that stories of this type always take place long, long ago. Time cannot be homogenized as easily as milk, and in those parts, until quite recently, the 1300s were still in full swing. When Hashmat Bibi told them that their father had arrived at his final moments, the sisters went to visit him, dressed in their brightest clothes. 
They found him in the grip of an asphyxiating fist of shame, demanding of God, in gasps of imperious gloominess, that he be consigned for all eternity to some desert outpost of Jahannam, some borderland of hell. Then he fell silent, and Chunni, the eldest daughter, quickly asked him the only question of any interest to the three young women. Father, we are going to be very rich now, is that not so? Whores! The dying man cursed them. Don't count on it. The bottomless sea of wealth on which everyone had supposed the Shaquille family fortunes to be sailing proved, on the morning after his foul-mouthed death, to be an arid crater. The fierce son of his financial incompetence, which he had successfully concealed for decades behind his imposing patriarchal facade, his filthy temper and the overweening hauteur which was his most poisonous legacy to his daughters, had dried out all the oceans of cash, so that Chunni, Munni and Bani spent the entire period of mourning settling the debts for which his creditors had never dared to press the old man while he lived.